I was a famous female rapper opening up for top acts in the industry. At the time, I was a sexual icon, but at that moment, it felt like no one knew who I really was, including me. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, this is Evangelist On Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Today, we'll be talking about the reality of the height of being famous, and whether or not that pursuit will really make someone happy or not. Now, we all have dreams and aspirations to do something amazing in our lives, right? It may be goals to become a doctor one day, or to be a famous astronaut, or even a famous musician. But once you get there, will it truly be enough? Or is there something more to life? Today in our show, we will have Kat Stragopedi, who rose to fame when she was a younger female rapper. But as she arrived, she was missing something, something she believes is Jesus today. Today, she's a full-blown Christian and telling the world her path to true happiness. Kat, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? It's so good to have you with us, Kat. I mean, it's such a pleasure to have you with us today. Now, let me ask you a question. How many years did you pursue your music career as a rapper? About six years. Six years. Wow. Yep. And was it a pretty crazy wild ride? I mean, yes. was it very busy? You had to know the right people kind of stuff? Yes. It was just constant heartache. <laughs> heartache? Heartache, busyness. Yes. In the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, in the very beginning. So you would think that would be the time of your life. That'd be the most amazing thing. Was it at all? Or what do you think? Just like a quick synopsis. No, it wasn't. I mean, actually, when I was opening for top famous acts and basically becoming known, it felt like nothing. Wow. It actually felt like less than nothing. Really? I thought it would be so much more fulfilling. And it was something I always wanted my whole life to perform and be famous. And it just wasn't fulfilling, not even a little bit. You know, Kat, that's interesting because there's a lot of people, even maybe listening right now, where the pursuit of fame is something that's very real. I mean, it's a common pursuit. For you, where did this come from? Did you always want to be a famous rapper when you were a little girl? Like, what do you think influenced you to drive so hard at becoming famous? Well, I always wanted to be a famous performer ever since I was little. I mean, it started out with dance. Really? Uh-huh. So, yes, I became a professional dancer, choreographer. Wow. I really didn't know I wanted to rap until I was in high school. <laughs> Interesting. Was, yes, when I was doing poetry and I was like, this would be the coolest thing because there are actually no Caucasian female rappers out there. Oh. So I just thought like, wow, I could totally just be the first to do it. And I, <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, tell me a little bit about your childhood. I understand you didn't really grow up in a strong Christian family, but rather you grew up in a pretty turbulent home. Tell us about that. Yeah. So, no, I did not grow up in a Christian home. We were raised Catholic, Mm. but it was always lots of abuse, lots of verbal, mental, physical abuse, psychological abuse. Really? Yes. I just never knew when the ball is going to drop. 
in my home. Wow. I used to just want to sleep out at other people's houses and see how my friends interacted with their moms. And well, oh, so this was at the hands of your mother, or your father? It was at the hands of my mother. My father oh, and mother wow. divorced when I was seven years old. Wow. Yes. And that, like, I thought that I did something wrong when they were divorcing. And as a kid, I, I mean, you know, we never really had the explanation. I mean, communication wasn't really a thing in the family. Well, tell me a little bit about what this looks like. Give me an instance where this kind of toxicity was coming at you. It was from my mother. She was just unhappy. She would always say things like, I hate you. I'm going to run away. I'm never going to come back. Run away from you? Yeah, from all of us. I'm the oldest of four. So it was like a threat, like an emotional threat. Yeah, and then I developed just abandonment issues. <laughs> so No, totally. Yeah. And I'm sure that people can relate to this because I don't think you're the only one this has ever happened to. So basically, it sounds like, you know, you were being name called and wow, what else? Tell me a little bit else of what you went through. Did it ever get physical? Yes. She put her hands on me repeatedly. She would, you know, bang my head against the wall. Oh, dear. Beat me with a hairbrush. She would beat my brothers and sister. It was just mayhem always. And it always happened at around dinner time. Like if somebody didn't want to eat, she would just lose her mind. And one time she picked up my brother from the neck and threw him on the floor. Oh, geez. Yeah, it was really bad. (laughs) It was really bad. And all my life, you know, she always told me she wanted to abort me. She should have aborted me. Oh, dear. Yeah, so... Kat, how old are you when this happened? I was seven years old. Oh, my gosh. How do these types of things coming at a seven-year-old, how was that processing inside of you? I just tried to do the best that I could. (laughs) I mean, how did you feel, though, Kat? I mean, how does a seven-year-old girl feel when they're being told, like, wish you were never born and things like that? I mean, gosh, you must have felt so, you know, hated or just not approved, right? Yes, definitely. It started abandonment issues. She would also manipulate us and tell us that our father wasn't around because, you know, that if he really loved us, he'd still be there. Oh, dear. Yeah. So then, you know, she started trying to put a wedge between my dad and I. And my dad was my world, basically. Oh, man. But my escape would be, I would literally go into the playroom and just start reading books of Cinderella. And I would escape through reading. Like, Mm. I almost became one of those characters in my mind. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand that you probably at this time were trying to seek a lot of approval in your life. Is that correct? Yes. It was never about us. It was always about my mother. I see. She just sucked the oxygen out of the air. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. No, I know before that you were sexually abused by two young men when you're only six years old. And again, at nine years old. Is that something you can tell us about what happened? Yes. So when I was six years old, my mother took me to her friend's house and her friends had an older son in his early twenties. Wow. And uh, Yes. And, and you're six. He, and I'm six. Yeah. And he took me to the bathroom and just tried to do things. What do you mean try to do things? What did he do? He tried to have physical intercourse with me, but it wouldn't happen. Oh, dear. It wouldn't happen. At six years old. At six years cow. old. Yes. And he said to me, I want to get you pregnant. And that freaked me out. I was six. Oh, my gosh. And I truly did not know what was happening. I did not know if this was right 
or wrong in my little head. Right. I had no idea. So I'm at the dinner table at six years old and my father, my father's still with my mother at this point. Okay. And I blurted it out what he tried to do. And I've never seen my father just because I didn't know if it was wrong or right. Yeah. And everyone became extremely angry. And my father ran to the phone and started threatening the friends. (laughs) Thank God. And said, I want to talk to you right now. But nobody ever said this wasn't my fault. And I only went by their reaction that I was wrong. Wow. That I did something. I did something wrong. So basically you felt at fault. You took the responsibility for something that happened to you. And same thing with a lot of the abuse from your mom. So it kind of developed this kind of like unworthiness, kind of like I'm doing something wrong. I need to try to earn it back or get something back. Is that right? Pretty much. It just seemed like drama followed me everywhere I went. Wow. And I heard my mother's friends who were the parents of the son. They told my mother that I needed a psychiatrist. Oh my gosh. And my mother defended me and was like, what six-year-old is going to make this up? Right, right. Kat, let's stop there. I want to hear more about some of the detailed abuse you went through in our next show and how that abuse set your mindset to get fame and no rejection no matter what. So Kat, thanks so much for telling us about your life today. And we really do appreciate your heart. Thank you. I'm so humbled to be here. Hang on. I have some things to say about what you just heard right after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle, and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA, and that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, it's really sad to hear what young Katerina went through as she was born into this situation with a mother who was very abusive to her growing up. You know, when you look at it, she was in a situation where narcotics were involved. You're hearing a story of a very toxic household where Kat was experiencing verbal and emotional abuse that led to physical abuse. And I think a lot of people, when you look at your past, maybe you can say, gosh, I can relate to this story. That when you hear about this, You're wondering, why is it this way? Why did Kat have to go through this? Well, because there's an entity behind the scenes, and that's the devil. The devil wanted to destroy Kat's life, wanted to shape her life into a painful life, where eventually the devil would use her to cause pain in the lives of others. You see, abuse repeats itself. According to psychologists, this type of rejection from a parent that Kat experienced would naturally make Kat more sensitive to peer rejection growing up. So it would basically cause her to, at the cost of anything, do things to get acceptance. And you're going to hear about that. But do you think that that acceptance brought her true peace or true happiness? How 
does one resolve the issue of feeling low self-worth and low self-esteem, never feeling good enough? It's written in scriptures in Matthew chapter 10, 28-31. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? Not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Beloved, if you've been beaten or emotionally beaten and told that you have no value, beloved, look to the heavens. God values you so much that he values you more than many sparrows and knows even when they fall to the ground. He loves you so much that he keeps track of every hair on your head. Think about this. If you don't know your value, I want to pray for you. Father God, I'm lifting up the person who's felt very insecure in their life and felt like they have had no worth. Lord Jesus, I'm praying that you would be the answer to that problem because you died on the cross and you brought value into our lives. Jesus, we receive you. We believe in you. We ask for you to come into our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. Did you know we have a Facebook page? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on Facebook and find out more about Real Life Radio guests, schedules, and events. That's Real Life Radio Show. See you next time.